1: No, every day, every year, for over 55 years, serving four generations of customers. And let's just say, very few can say that.
2: Sears Imported Autos, 10 minutes west of downtown Minneapolis on 394. And online
0: at searsimports.com. You ain't but I'm for ya. Go!
1: Everyone. Or as Ann Curry says.
2: Good morning, good morning, everybody in the news this morning. Good morning. That's right, Ann. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the 7 o'clock hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning. on my Talk Mundo 71, Everything Entertainment, Everything The Today Show. I'm Jace with Lex and Dawn. Kenny's off today on this Monday, October 18th. 704 is the time. Speaking of the Today Show again, so much, so much. We are gonna have uh we're gonna have an interesting I can't wait for tomorrow right around. Well, we'll probably get it in the eight o'clock hour because my ex-wife, Katie Couric, is sitting <gasps> That's down. Right. Yeah. Tomorrow. Her interview day. It's her big interview day with the, she's starting at the Today Show, obviously. And she's sitting down with Savannah Guthrie. And to quote Lucille Ball or to quote <laughs> Desi Arnaz, um, Lucy... You have some explaining to do,
2: because uh-huh, Katie is not does.
1: i I have no problem calling out uh folks that i I like uh, fair is fair yeah. she's not she is not coming across very well and um
0: do you think this is all a ploy just to sell the book? I know these I, are people who have read the book, but is it really as bad as they say well
1: here's the deal i uh, I'll get more into it tomorrow after we hear what Katie has to say, because I'm sure Savannah is going to ask her about the most recent revelation that came out of it, which was that she purposely left off a quote from her interview with Justice, late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg to to, quote, protect her, which isn't good. It isn't good. Wow. That's not that's not what you do as a journalist. That's you a know journalist. what I mean? Yeah,
2: yeah. And it doesn't it's make true. Katie
1: look good, and it's another ding on media. You know, I I don't like uh, when people universally, uh, you know, uh, hate on the not. media.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, fair is fair. I don't like this. This isn't good. Does she reveal? What it doesn't make her look good.
0: Was or?
1: Yeah, it was. It was a quote where. Um, The where the late justice was criticizing the athletes that kneeled during the anthem.
2: OK. okay.
1: And she and Katie left a quote out of uh, where the late justice was criticizing these athletes. And it's so my question is, Mm. uh, I, I, I love your honesty, Katie. But girl.
0: Why take some why, things with you when why you, leave.
1: you thank you. <laughs> why are you putting that in a book? You know that does not make you look good. And that dings your overall legacy. Yeah. It really does. That is a I I have no I take no joy in saying this because I I I like Katie. But this I would be lying to you if this was anybody else, I would be up here saying that this tarnishes. Their legacy,
0: well, and j- journalism at large.
1: Yeah, I gotta tell you, this dings her legacy, mm. and it makes me sad. Um, so she has she's a smart lady. She had, she had to have known that when she decided to put it in black and white. So I know Savannah's going to ask her about that, um, you know. And then the mm. mean girl accusations. I've yeah. already said my piece about that. I don't, I don't like her behavior. Um, I, I, I don't like it at all.
0: One thing that I like about it, though, is that she actually owns it and says, look, I was not yes. very kind. Yep. And that is kind of the way, the culture of the business in many ways. <sighs> it is.
1: <laughs> it is. There's not
0: many spots. And no. People can be really terrible to each other.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, you know, I, I don't want to relitigate it, or, or but I'm sure we will tomorrow when Savannah <sighs> inevitably asks her about it. My problem was... You know other than the fact that I'm sure Katie helped to sideline some good ladies, my bi- my big problem was folks that were criticizing Katie that you know damn well has acted the same way or or has witnessed this behavior and did nothing to stop it. And and it's just like, okay, the, the the hypocritical criticism of Katie. It's like if you think Katie Kirk is the only one that all oh, about no, Eve right. people, come on.
0: Right. All
1: about all about Eve behavior has been around since oh, I don't know, all about Eve.
0: <laughs> since since, uh, since that ribs
1: incident Well, and again, it's, all you know, people falling on the fainting couch. Remember, I just told you uh, in the down the rabbit hole segment on Friday about Donna Reed getting fired from uh, Dallas. Yeah, this is a dirty. It's a dirty business. And it's not for it's not for the timid. It's not for the sensitive. It's it's a dirty. And look, I'm not excusing it what I'm saying is the people that are like, oh my
0: gosh. Pearl Clutches. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Pearl I mean, Clutches. She's highlighting like... what's been happening for centuries.
1: Yeah, and owning it. Yes. Owning it. So, anyway.
0: Uh, I, I mean, there um... is something to be said. She's telling her truth. Yeah. Whether we like it or not, that's what she did. And maybe this is a, uh, she's, it's like her journal. She's just... Here it all is. <sighs> Diary yeah. of the mouth. I maybe. Mean, <laughs> I wonder, maybe, yeah. I wonder if
2: she, um, in since I haven't read it and we're just getting excerpts.
1: See, that's another thing, too. Yep. I
2: wonder if mentioning the Ruth Bader Ginsburg thing and how she left out the quote, I wonder if she has remorse and she's mm. doing these things to get them off her chest yes. because she has had guilt in her life <sighs> and maybe that would be um, like a, a different way to interpret it and, and see it. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, maybe. Yep.
2: Is this maybe. available right now or we don't get this yet? Not we're just yet, having no. critics give us blurbs.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we're having critics. That's the other thing, too, especially I know Lori and Julia. Oh, my goodness. They were joking, but they cornered me. They cornered me jokingly in the office after that day that I did my monologue here about Katie and the, you know, people coming down on her for being a mean girl. And, and I called out people's hypocrisy. The girls were jokingly mad at me. Like, yes, but she was excusing Matt Lauer's behavior. And I go, Ladies, I said, Here's the deal. That's not what we were commenting on on the morning show. I said, And also, we are only getting portions of this book. Yep. We are not getting the full story yet. I said, I will. This isn't, this isn't, Um, the Matt Lauer thing is so large and so, um, Important
2: yeah.
1: that I'm not. I, I'm. I'm going to wait until I read the whole story. It's too early to say that she's excusing Matt Lauer. Mm-hmm. I. I. That's not what I'm hearing. I, it. It's worthy of a bigger conversation than me just doing some faux outrage on the radio. Um. Mm-hmm. I, I want to know what Katie. I want to read her f- total thoughts about Matt Lauer. Not just a couple sentences taken out of context. Right. I want to know what she. Felt about Matt, what she feels about Matt, and what did she know? You know, what did what did she see during her time there? One Um, thing she's
0: doing really well is we all want to read this book now, don't we? There is
1: that. If I'm her, if I'm her publisher, yes, I am. I am peeing money.
0: Uh uh huh. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh Yep
1: i am i am real happy yeah
0: whatever you need katie
1: i mean we'll, journalism we we'll promote damned, you want some slap, slap bracelets happy. exactly <laughs> slap you want
0: bracelets. some headbands we got you some shoelaces with katie yeah. kirk all over it done uh-huh. done do you, oh
1: yeah God. do you want some i'm a mean girl slap bracelets yeah. we get you <laughs> yep <laughs> yours i sidelined ashley banfield slap bracelets yep. sure yes yep. Wow. No. Anyway, well, the interview is tomorrow on the Today Show, so we'll probably get the first clips uh, probably in our late in the seven o'clock hour tomorrow. So stay right here. Speaking of staying right here, when we come back, Great British Bake Off, we have lots to say.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, S- stay right there.
1: A great smile is worth a million bucks, right, friends?
0: How about 10
2: million? Sure, Lex. But does it have to cost a million bucks?
1: Not if your dentist is Dr. Amy at Hughes Dental. She's the best. Dr. Amy is also one of 10 accredited cosmetic dentists in the state of Minnesota.
0: And doesn't she take like a million hours of continuing education classes every year just to stay up to date?
1: Yeah, well, not a million, but at least 75 hours. She's the best. And she really wants to help all of you get the best smile possible.
2: Now through the end of the year, Dr. Amy is offering $1,000 savings when you commit to a minimum of four porcelain veneers. So many of Dr. Amy's patients take advantage of this offer. You will love the way you look with your new smile and you get to save money while
0: doing it. It's so easy. Just go to Hughes-Dental.com and click on the free video consult request.
1: It's the perfect time to get a new smile with fall events right around the corner, you know. And be sure to let the team know you heard about Hughes Dental from your friends at
2: my Talk. Again, that's Hughes-Dental.com. And now, a golden moment with the Golden Girls
0: we need for the cruise.
2: Girls, listen, maybe we don't have everything we need. What? What are we missing? Well, we are going away for a romantic weekend to the Bahamas with Jeff and Rich and Randy. In this day and age, it might be a good idea to take along some protection. What kind of protection? Two armed Pinkerton guards. (laughs) No,
0: Blanche is talking about, uh... A Nestle's (laughs) crutch? One over. And I'm a bag? To the right. Didn't you grip? Condoms, Rose. Condoms, condoms, condoms.
2: Thank you for being a This has been a golden moment with the Golden Girls. Oh, God.
1: It's one of my favorite Dorothy quotes. <laughs> I actually just bought a T-shirt uh, with Dorothy's head that says, Condoms, Rose. Oh, condoms, really? condoms Oh, my condoms.
2: gosh. So cute.
1: Oh, so good. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk and my talk streaming on our app. If you miss us live, you can listen to us later in the day. Great British Bake Off, everybody. Oh, boy. (gasps) Yes. I really enjoyed this episode. Um, Like the last one. I don't know. This one I thoroughly enjoyed. And I I knew exactly who was going to go home
0: yeah, um, that was almost clear.
1: Yeah, it was very clear because it was a disaster. <laughs> what were they a, making
0: it again this year? I mean, this, this, time?
1: Was, uh, this was desserts, it was wasn't desserts. it, Don? Yes. Yeah, Dessert so week.
2: The first thing they made, made was a gross pavlova.
0: Um, are those gross to eat? Yes. Oh, they are.
2: <laughs> but the meringue. Notice thing? we don't have meringue desserts here. British people love them for some reason. I've yeah. made one of these before, and I'm like, ew. They, can, it's can, just, it's eggy. It's yeah, very can you eggy. Ex-
1: can you explain, because when people hear... And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Uh, yes.
2: yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. I just, I don't dig uh, meringue that's been, it's basically, a, okay, so lemon meringue pie. Think of, that's the only thing we have really that we do meringue on for
0: a reason. It was so, some layers of like jelly and it's real juicy. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> so you've got, so the meringue itself is like, think of that meringue, but then they shape it. And then they put sugar and stuff into it, of course, and then they bake it in the oven to make it have a hard outer shell and like a chewy center that's like marshmallowy. but you do taste the egg. It tastes sort of eggy, and that's what I don't like about it. And then the middle is filled with, you know, a type of a, a, like a cream pie type filling, and they did a variety of fruit and stuff like that, because they they're trying to, I think it's like, yeah, you're trying to cover up the taste of that nasty Ugh. baked meringue that goes around it.
1: It, it was. <laughs> they so like gross. meringue
2: though. I don't know. There's been a lot of desserts, and and we just didn't grow up with it. I think that's a big part of it. Is that Americans don't grow up with something like this, and so you just don't have a taste for it.
1: Yeah, we're talking Great British Bake Off. If you just t- tuned in, the technical recipe, the technical challenge this week was a sticky toffee pudding. And this was the challenge when I realized that who went home was going to go home because oh no. girl forgot oh. oh girl forgot the flower. <laughs> I mean, it oh, was no. bad. It looked like Oh, it looked like a little dead animal. They like didn't what, want to what, eat it. No, well, no, Lex, it was black and brown. Ugh. It was like a big glop of black and brown chunkiness.
2: <laughs> also, <Jeez>. just <laughs> just so you're like, not confused, <laughs> Yeah, they say pudding for just dessert. They say yes. they're having their pudding. That means dessert. dessert. So it's literally not like custard yeah. pudding like we think of pudding. Was like a All desserts cake. are called pudding.
0: Yeah. Yep. And
2: with cookies or biscuits.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes. So so this is sort of like a molten lava type cake with a caramel on the bottom and then a little cake in the middle flipped over. With so a couple good. of things that I don't even know. I don't know. Those look like crackers to me. I'm I don't know. Yes. Maybe they're sweet. I'm not sure. Oh, the little
0: sesame-looking crackled. Yeah, Yeah.
2: they didn't go into depth about what that is. Really, they just mentioned it, and like we're supposed to know. But you know, this is not
0: a show made for us, so we have to. (laughs) There's a lot of things. I'm like, what did that person? Huh? I definitely. I have to have subtitles on. Oh yeah, yeah, for For the whole show.
1: Well, spoiler alert, let's tell you, this was a surprise to me because he has been flying under the radar for me. Um, here's who was nominated or who was named Star Baker for the week. Take a listen. It falls to me to announce who the Star Baker is. Jiggs. Yay! Yay! Do you guys like him? Yes. yes. He yes. got a handshake too. too. And he got
0: a
2: t- handshake for the gross pavlova. Yes, he did. <laughs>
1: Again, gross Pavlova sounds like something being out has guys. to have removed from her shoulder. Yes.
2: It's the, I, and I told MC last night. I'm like, listen, when I say it's gross, it's not a matter of my opinion. It's just universally gross to Americans. I guarantee yeah. you, nine times out of ten, people would go, Ugh. Ugh. you know. But yeah. um, I do like him. And what Me are you too. warming up to, Jurgen? Because no. he's such a sweetie. He is. No, He's such a sweetie.
1: Okay, whatever, you two. He's Every so time good. he comes, whenever he comes on, I again, my husband, bless his little heart, he laughs 42 times a year. But <laughs> I, and I love just like Alexis when I can get Alexis rolling, I get such a kick when I can make Colin laugh because it's really hard to make him laugh. I sit on the other side of the couch, Lex, and every time Jurgen talks, then I'm on the other side of the couch going, I'm going to take you into my basement. I'm going to <laughs> oh, God. And I imitate. So every time Jurgen talks, I'm mumbling under my breath and I'm doing a Jurgen imitation. <laughs> and it makes Colin laugh so hard. And it's like, I'm going to take my wife to the basement <laughs> and put her in the dog kennel. And then I'm going to put oil on her. And I do, I, whatever he says, and I mock, <laughs> I, I do a mock version of it, but I turn it dark. Um, Cause he just, cr- no, I haven't changed. It. If anything, I am more resolute in my feeling that. He has a dungeon under his house. Oh um, my gosh! He has a Jürgen tunnel under his house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. oh man! I you hate guys him. still like him? Oh, I, I go, love him. Yes, oh. we are going cuckoo for him. He's great. He's so good, and he's just—he
2: mm-hmm. just seems sweet, and he says weird things. He's very precise. He's an engineer. Yes.
0: Um Now yeah. he's a front runner. You know who I think is also a front runner? Who's not quite getting the glory yet? Amanda. Oh. She,
2: they always Maybe. say how she she had spot a leaky. on. She I thought she was going home last night. She had a, a leaky. Uh, yeah, Pavlova. <laughs> couple of things. She had a leaky. <laughs> she, oh, Pavlova. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Pavlova. Have, and, and also
0: her final bake or yeah, the middle well, one. I'm just saying, I think that her, she's in to show, she's, she shows the most growth. Okay. And yeah. they always say how spot on her flavors are. So she can just get all that other stuff right. I just, you know, with Giuseppe, with yeah. Jurgen, who's just gonna win, and Chiggs, and Chiggs even like all, oh, they're the top three for Jurgen, sure. Jurgen, Chiggs,
2: Giuseppe. Yes, yeah, so yep, I'm just thinking
0: it. of. The other people who might, you know, Freya kind of, she's the vegan baker. She really had a hard time without using eggs. And then yep. she
2: had to for the technical because they just give you, you have to have the same thing as everyone else. Yes. And she didn't know what to do with the eggs and she curdled them and, or she, Ugh. she, it turned out to be scrambled eggs when it was supposed to be creme pat. Yes. We're talking
1: we're talking Great British Bake Off if you just tuned in um just a couple more notes George you need to go home i mean thank I,
2: you I, oh, george needs to keeps go home. pulling through and i'm like no I, I, please no. Oh,
1: only on flavor that's the only thing that saves him is his stuff looks like hammered crap but uh, but usually it tastes decent and that's what saves him yeah um here is i pulled this here's jürgen singing a song and this is what i told (laughs) Colin that he sings to his victims as he's putting them in the in the in the dungeon here's a little bit of that no
0: i'm looking for the pepper usually it comes a bit later
2: (laughs) okay let's just wait for a minute (laughs) if you'd like to sing
1: That's what he sings before he puts a pillow over your face and smothers you
0: doing the song because he put the, the, the sheet music around the outside of his cake. He put that down before he made the cake and the, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, this is great. And then when he started mm-hmm. singing, I had I knew you were going to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew it. And it was yeah. like,
2: this, this is a love song that was sung to Catherine the Great in 1620. Yeah. And you're like, what? And then he wrote yeah. back where he had to no. literally write backwards so that the flip reverse side yes. in cursive. I mean, that was impressive.
0: <sighs> Just, wow, uh, he is just something. close your
1: eyes. It's, an, it's almost over. It's almost <laughs> over. Just
0: oh my God. Sink
1: into it like a warm bath. Just sink into it. Sink into it. That's what I think the whole time.
0: Oh.
1: <gasps> Hey, guys, before we go to break, uh, a little bit of breaking news. Sad news that just broke on all the networks. Former Secretary of State Colin Powell has passed away at the age of 84. He was the first black man to ever hold that position in the government as Secretary of State under President George W. Bush. Colin Powell was 84 years old, and he died of complications from COVID-19. That just hit all the networks there, so Mm. I'm sure... Channel 5 will have more on this. All the networks are doing a special report there. Uh, It is uh, 7.27, dear friends. We're going to take a little bit of a break. When we come back, you heard Alexis say it earlier. She watched 87 hours of the movies that made us on Netflix, which is such a good, good series. Gosh, I love them. I watched a few, too. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Our Halloween Kills review. We're here on HBO. There's just too much. There's too much. Sit back, relax.
0: Jason and Don, did either of you know that St. Mary's University has a bachelor in science degree in applied psychology now?
1: You mean St. Mary's University right here in the Twin Cities?
2: Yes, I did hear that. And it's fully online, too, so it's a great option for busy, working adults. There's such a demand for careers in counseling, social services, school psychology, and human resources that a degree in applied psychology can provide the foundational knowledge needed.
0: The best part is that this is a degree completion program meaning you can transfer past credits. Also, you can earn college credit using work and life experience. And you can complete this program in as few as two years.
1: So cool. I've heard great things about St. Mary's University. Their faculty and staff really become your allies on your educational journey. They are there and want you to succeed. How can someone learn more?
2: Just go to smumn.edu or enter my talk keyword St. Mary's.
1: And Alexis in the morning on my talk 107 and streaming worldwide on our my talk app. If you miss us live? Don't worry about it. We're available whenever you want us to be. It's like Jace, Lex, and Dawn on demand. We're That's like right. little perfor- little performing monkeys.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, right. Take little That's right. us anywhere. That's right. Drum. <laughs> Yeah. So
1: if you can't listen to us live, worry not my talkers. We're available in podcast form in a little bit cuz Alexis is fast as the flash. Uh right here at My Talk, everything entertainment, everything, mama. Who's this? It's it's Jason.
0: What? Who are you talking to? Who's in there with you? It's Alexis from the train.
1: It's Alexis and Dawn. Can we get you anything? Can we anything you get want?
0: Give me a soda with some ice in it.
1: Okay. Oh. We'll get you a little bit later, mama. A Little bit. Ice in it. Love Throw Mama from the Train. Oh. Um, let's talk a little bit about... Well, that's one of the movies I could probably do. The Movies That Made Us is a great ongoing series on Netflix. Is one of our favorites. Um, they It's kind of a behind-the-scenes look, about an hour long. Some of your m- most legendary movies, they've done A Pretty Woman in the past. They've done Back to the Future, Aliens. Alexis spent basically 18 hours watching <laughs> the new crop of them. What are what, yeah, some well, of your is, favorites this, or takeaways? What are we loving? This is
0: the third season already, and they're doing holiday-focused movies, which I think is a great idea. Now, this yeah. is a, a series that I have to watch with my husband, so we had to wait for each other. And when we finally had the time, it was like, mm. let's just roll. Yeah. And that's what we did. There are two that I want to mention that were there had some takeaways that I did not know about on Aliens. You know, of course, Sigourney Weaver. <gasps> Big oh yeah, you
1: i love it you watched the ones that i didn't and i uh, that's funny i did not see the aliens one so i'm so excited oh, for this okay yeah.
0: well it's actually really relevant to what's kind of going on in hollywood right now a lot of behind the scenes folks are 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 striking right now um because of conditions and hours and treatment and things or um so anyway it's just interesting how this is coming out now, too, um, that Sigourney Weaver, she really stood up for the team because they were having crazy hours and the treatment wasn't so great. And she went to the uh, producers and director and said, look, things need to change. You guys need to start getting along. You need to talk. It's becoming very uncomfortable. And it worked. They changed their ways. And the production ran smoothly after that. Oh. So I thought that was, I was like, yeah, Sigourney Weaver made me love her even more. I guess it well, was too late for them to recast.
2: And they're like, well, she needs to be happy. So.
0: <laughs> well, and that's, you know, if I'm thinking correctly. Well, and this I'm, is the second one. This was the Aliens. so Oh. Aliens. And he was very clear about, it's Aliens, mm-hmm. not Alien 2. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and she was a big deal, but she wasn't like, a. <laughs> and I say that not as a knock on Sigourney, but. Uh, I, I she was still a woman in Hollywood, you know, in in the 80s, which shock of all, you know, the women weren't real powerful even in the no. 80s. I mean, they were still, you know, basically looked upon as, you know, passenger seats. And and so that was putting your
0: neck out. Yeah, I mean, that's out on a, the a, like that.
1: yes, that's a brave move for her.
0: Yeah. So I thought that was really cool about aliens. And then, mm-hmm. of course, how they filmed it and everything. The other takeaway I had was coming to America. Oh, and Louis Anderson, our hometown comedian, we love him. We all we've had him on the show. I know he's been on your TV show, Jace. Yeah, and he's just so lovable. Of course, he told a story because, of course, he's in the movie as well. That he, this is before coming to America. Uh, he went out to dinner and, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on his name now. I, my, um, oh, big the, the star of the film. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, thank you very much. Uh, was at the table and uh, Louis said, "Okay, well, uh, I'll just give me the bill," and he paid for the dinner, even though he was like, "I'm broke. <laughs> I don't. I, I shouldn't be doing this." It was six hundred and ten dollars. Oh boy, was the the bill. Yeah, and so and then later on, he Eddie Murphy remember that, and of course he probably really liked him as well, but. That good deed, I guess, at the time really yeah. paid off for him because he later said that six hundred and fifteen dollar dinner. <laughs> he called him and specifically wanted him to play that character in that in the fast food restaurant.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and he got it. So I thought that was really a fun little like circle back there. And Eddie Murphy, he's really a good guy in this. I mean, not well, just in general. They tell a lot of stories about how he how he's helped a lot of uh, the stars. They'll come if they've helped him, it's kind of like I've got you kind of thing, yeah. Like Arsenio is probably the biggest example of that,
1: Mm -hmm, absolutely. I was gonna say, Arsenio told the story on Stern about how he and Eddie were talking, and the studio came to Eddie and said, You need a white person in this movie. (laughs) And Eddie and Arsenio kind of laughed and was like, Okay, and it was down to two people. And Arsenio, Howard tried so hard. To get Arsenio to reveal who the other person was, but he didn't. He said it was down to this other actor and Louis Anderson, and it went to Louis because Howard was like, "Why Louis Anderson? Like out of all the out of all the comedians, why Louis?" Yeah, and yeah, it was the studio saying, "You need a white person." <laughs> you need a white in this movie.
0: <laughs> well, then so. there's some more context to it. That's why I love this show so much.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: on Netflix, so yeah, just oh, uh, so good. Which ones did you watch, Jace?
1: I watched Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street. We're talking okay. about the movies that made us on Netflix and the little little anecdote from Halloween and as timely as it is because of Halloween Kills being out and maybe we'll get to my review today. We may save it for tomorrow. There's just, again, there's so much to do, Ooh, so much yes. to talk about, but um was so the original Halloween in 1978 was basically made for about I believe $300,000 or $600,000 or something like that and it went on to make around $58 million. Whew. The money aside, it was it was beyond shoestring budget. And the one little problem, and I don't know why this tickled me, but I put it in my iPhone cuz I couldn't wait to list off this as a fun fact was this was shot In California, the original, I'm talking 1978's John Carpenter's Halloween, this was shot in California in the spring of 1978, and one of the producers said, you know what is really hard? You know what was one of the biggest challenges to filming this movie? Alexis? What's that? Finding pumpkins. Yes. In the spring. Finding pumpkins in California in the spring. So they had, I think, two pumpkins, two or three pumpkins. And one was a scene where the little kid falls on it at school and squishes it. That was one pumpkin. They had to make sure they got that take in one
2: shot. Oh, one shot. oh my and then, gosh.
1: And then the other one was when uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is carving the pumpkins with Kyle Richards with the kids, Tommy and and, and Lindsay. And then they had, they found these gourds in California that are, I believe, green. Uh So the props department then spray painted them orange to try to get a few more pumpkins. But... Uh, And then the other (laughs) thing was there was a guy that went around. It was such a low budget film and shot in the spring that they needed it to look like fall. So they had a bag of leaves.
2: I did know about this. yeah, Yeah, that they
1: had to keep spreading these leaves outside. Then pick them up. They had one dude go around and pick up the leaves. <laughs> You're a leaf man. <laughs> You're basically a leaf man. our um, department. To, yeah. yeah, to try to make it sort of look like the fall. But, you know, and then they, and the story that they go into, which a lot of people know, is the, the origin of the mask, which everyone knows now. It was a Captain Kirk mask. And they talked to the guy, the <laughs> costume or the wardrobe guy, that was the guy that did the alterations. Yeah. He shaved the sideburns. He spray painted the, the the Captain Kirk face and he cut the eyes out a little wider. Mm-hmm. And then he spray painted the hair brown. And he said they, they showed John Carpenter. They, they did that mask. They put it on the shape because that's how he's referred to. He's really not even referred to as Michael Myers in the script. He's referred to as a shape. They put it on the actor that was going to play him. The actor came in to the area and all of the guys said, we now have a horror movie because that is yeah. frightening. Oh. It because well,
0: because they did terrifying. they did a clown mask first, right? And that did, wasn't it didn't work. That wasn't as terrifying, but yeah, they nailed yeah. it on that. Oof.
1: The non-expression, the non the inhumanness, the non-human, I mean just a blank face was what was so terrifying and remains. Uh, terrifying today. So, yeah, uh, the movies wow. that made us, uh, there's, I maybe I'll talk about Nightmare on Elm Street. There was some great things about Johnny Depp and how that was made too, um, how it was kind of a ripoff of Halloween. It's just an answer to Halloween. Yeah, what we can get, we were can like, talk. that
0: success was amazing. Yep. <laughs> let's, let's do well,
1: that. Let's do that again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when we come back, uh, everyone, we're going to talk about HBO's We're Here, uh, which kicked off its second season. It's so good. Stay right there. Back after this. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk and streaming worldwide on our my talk app. I'm Jace. With Lex, and Dawn, Kenny has taken a day off, girl. He needs a moment. moment. Hey, Don, let's. Uh, speaking of that, how was the podcast this week? Now that Kenny's not here to ruin the tease. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I think it was really good. Yeah, I thought it was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, I think a big part of it, just so he's not here, is that uh, he's ha- having, he's been struggling with being the leader. Yeah, you know, and um, he's been playing about that on the show. He's even talked about it here. Um, He we actually talked about what was going to happen in the podcast before it started, which is a big step, you know. He's going to say, "Okay." He asked me what stories I had, what stories John had, and then he kind of told us what order he wanted to do them in, and then how much time he wanted to spend on this particular subject towards the end. So it was oh, like, oh, nice. good, we have a layout for what we're doing instead of just, you know, free ball. Yeah, which sometimes can be uncomfortable if you're I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. So, I, I really enjoyed it. And and whoa. then that, then I knew when to jump in and not be prompted, you know, right.
1: So what what's uh what's a highlight from this week's? And by the way, you can go find this at go to garagelogic.com dot com and then click on episodes and news from the Krabby Coffee Shop is listed there.
2: Uh, let's see. I we spent the most time him talking about uh, his at the end of the podcast uh, his haunted stories as a kid, oh. and then he wanted to know he had questions about the paranormal and um, also a dream that he had. So. Oh.
1: Yeah. He had a lot of experiences as a kid?
2: Um, not necessarily a lot, but I would say a significant one that most people don't have. Oh, wow. Oh, it's a rare thing. Ooh, Contrary okay. to popular belief, a full-bodied one. apparition he oh. saw. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, so I'm... check out the podcast, guys. Yeah. 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 There's a
1: te- now, see, Lex, there's a tease That's right a tease. there. Yes. That's a tease, yes.
2: It's called Farts, Booze, and Boo. That's the name of the podcast. Nice.
1: That's fantastic. I love that. (laughs) Um, It is 7.50. We're Here is back on HBO and HBO Max. Uh, Three hugely successful drag queens from uh, RuPaul's Drag Race go into smaller communities and really try to help. You know, there's usually two or three stories of folks struggling with their truth. And these queens come in and really try to help these individuals find their truth and entertain the town and, and try to open up the town's hearts a little bit more. That's probably a good way to explain it. Don't you think, Glaxon? Yeah, am else, missing you nailed anything? it. No, that's yeah. perfect. What did you think of the season premiere, my friend?
0: Uh, well, tonight is, Monday's when they drop, so there's a new one, but this, the first one, yes, is Spartanburg, South Carolina. Yeah. And uh, wow, all three characters, they each have, you know, different things going on, and um, it was interesting because they started taping it. They met their, their friends that, that will do the makeover and everything, and then COVID hit, yeah. So there's a there's a year gap between when they met them and then when they actually planned a show. And so there was a, a lot of growth, especially for Noah, who was having a lot of issues just yeah. with identity and figuring out, you know, pronouns and, um, yeah, just, just finding their way. And so uh, that was interesting to see. And, of course, you know, worked at bob is my absolute favorite i love bob. drag yes. queen of of all time um on rupaul's drag race because just so loving and i, I love his style i'd wear everything that he wears and he's from <laughs> minnesota and he's uh sweet yeah he lived in minnesota for a while yeah. Yeah. yeah yep um and so and i just find him so real and just awesome so um anyone who's paired with him um i just i just love to but um yeah, I thought it was a great it was a great episode. There was a brother who has uh, his brother is a queen and perf- has performed for many years. Their father had never seen him perform at all, and so the the brother he's like I'm a manly man and I'm doing this. And then so the dad saw him, and then his uh, his brother came up and performed too. So that really pulled at the heartstrings, and they performed last. I thought I'm, that was I'm, great.
1: I'm so glad you mentioned him. He was the one and Don, you watched this as well, right? I Dawn, actually,
2: you um, because you guys were watching it. I watched the very first episode of season one last week. Oh, it started.
1: nice. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, perfect. I'm um, the, the, the uh, brother that Lex is referencing. That was, that was my big takeaway, Lex, because as um, having a lot of, as we say, kin, having a lot of family in the South, um, I, I, I saw so many of my relatives in that brother and that brother struggle. And what I mean by that is, you know, he talked about the fact that, you know, his brother's a longtime drag queen. 20, what, Lex wasn't, he's a performer oh. for it 20 some years, yeah. right? 25, oh, yeah. 27 years? Yep. And Bob is hanging out with the other brother, the brother that is willing to be turned into a drag queen to show support for his brother. And it's at sunset. And they're at this brother's house and you see the brother's son, a little boy. Lex, how old would you say he was? 10 or 11? Mm, yeah. yeah. 10 or 11? And you see the boy out there and Bob's like, what do you think of all this? The kid, you know, he's he's a typical boy. He's like, ah, this is weird.
0: <laughs> Just, he's being a kid. He's <laughs>
1: yeah. being a boy. And the brother, this is what got me when the brother was talking to Bob about the realities of of what this means and not a positive reality. He goes, I really, I'm paraphrasing. He said, I I struggled with whether I wanted to do this. He goes, because in this town, if I do this and there are people that aren't as progressive and, and aren't as open hearted about gay culture and feelings about gays, what are they going to do to my son? You know, are they going to take this out on my kid? Is my Mm. kid going to be made fun of?
0: Yeah, that's a and, real you know, fear.
1: And it's a real fear, Lex. And I th- I looked at Colin and I said, you know, I'm sure people are judging this guy, but I don't. I don't. I know people like this guy. I mean, it's that's my papa. I mean, I've I've told you many times, my papa Earl, I used to pretend I was asleep and I would hear him make excuses for me as a kid to my other relatives who didn't understand why I was playing Wonder Woman and why I wasn't playing sports and my grand my papa felt the need to make excuses for me mm-hmm. um not because he loved me any less but i think he was trying to protect me so when this when this when this father was saying this i was like oh it's so relatable and talk about pulling it a heart oh mm-hmm. that's what got me i i teared up a little bit there's such
2: heart to this show yeah there really is
1: well i don't want to shortchange yeah. you because i want to hear your impressions because yeah. you're starting at the beginning. Very Again, beginning we're, yeah. We're talking about we're here on HBO. Dawn has started at season one. This is only two seasons, and let me tell you, you can get caught up easy because we're at the beginning of season two. So right. don't feel overwhelmed, my talkers. You can jump on this uh, on this train. It's it'll it's open so your good. heart up. Yeah,
2: They're just looking so for good, good, and there's a lot Happy. of positive growth that happens. Yes, you know, it's like it's a feel good show.
1: Yeah. Yes. Um, beautiful. and then uh, I have continued with American horror story this season.
2: Oh, bless you. Oh no, has it gone what what it usually does? <laughs> You'll find out my thoughts <laughs> on the other side of this.